connecting the human domain. As the Bible tells us, after Jesus became our Redeemer, the temple changed. We know that later on. The veil was ripped in two. God's Spirit no longer filled the temple, not in a specific place, but God's Spirit was now poured out to all humanity who were willing to be redeemed. Aren't you glad this morning that we have an opportunity to be redeemed by the Savior? Amen. The one true living God. He is awesome. God's word will always come true. Sometimes when we seek God's word, uh, the question comes to mind, how will I know God's voice? How will I know when God speaks to me? How, how will this come to pass? It may take some time. Uh, those of us who are brand new to church, those of us who have been in it for a little bit, and those of us who think we are or we know, we're not, we'd have to think of not being sarcastic or anything, that are seasoned veterans of this. We've been around for a long time. Some of us are in each stage. So we hear and we listen to the voice of God differently and at different times in different ways. Some of us have never heard the voice of God audibly, but have been able to give the greatest testimonies about what God wants in their lives and the greatest messages. We hear we hear these great preachers, right? We hear these wonderful preachers. Uh, our preachers in this church as well, too, and the saints of God and the ladies' ministries and all that. And, but, you know, and they're wonderful testimony because they have heard from God in the way, but maybe they've never heard the voice of God audibly. So today it may, may take some time to hear or know God's voice in the different ways he speaks to us. But remember this, we are spirit-led, and God will never lead us where it is not aligned with the Scripture. He will not do that. And if, if for some reason you are in that area where you feel led of God, make sure that Scripture backs that up. Because there are, very, there are some very enthusiastic Christians and, and people that are born of God that love, that feel like, man, we got to go conquer the world. We're going to go tear down every abortion clinic in town. But is that peaceful? Is that lined with the word of God? You know what I mean? So we have to be careful when make sure that it is lined with Scripture. Always remember that God speaks through his word, which gives us direction as well. We will never grow in our walk where the Scriptures no longer apply. Let me say that again. We will never grow far and grow and move and, and develop in our walk with God if the scriptures don't apply, if we stop using those scriptures. So let's take a closer look at Simeon. And remember, he was told that he would see Messiah before he died. Let's go back to Luke again, and let's read some of these verses uh, again in Luke 2.25, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem, we read this earlier, whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's, uh, the Lord's Christ. Imagine that, that you were spoken to or heard or, or you, you know that there's a promise coming, and you have that other promise from God that you're going to see it come to pass, that you're going to see it there. 
Now, now, not everybody does that. Even nowadays, not all of us see the promises fulfilled. It might, you might sow a seed at work. That person work, moves to California, and then he t bumps into somebody at Walmart with uh, a poof. Is that is that still a thing in the in 2000? No poofs. 80s are out, right? Holy Ghost filled looking person. Hey, you look like a friend of mine, right? And that seed, you might not ever know about that. But that promise that God gave you to speak to that person might come to pass somewhere else. So not all of us are blessed like this, but some of us are. Some of God has spoken to us and said, you're going to see it, and you're going to see it happen. And that, I mean, we hold on to that. And that's what the message is about today. It will come to pass. In verse 27, and he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he up in his arms and blessed God and said. So we know that the coming of the Redeemer of the whole world was the this Messiah and had been foretold hundreds of years prior to this day. Simeon had no idea when it would happen, but he had a promise from God that he would live to see it. Aren't you glad for God's timing? I'm trying to kind of correlate this to our lives to see it. This happened over 2,000 years ago, Amen. but God is still working. God's the same. He never changes. He never changes at all. God gives us promises, and they will come to pass in his time. He trusted God like so many uh, other obedient days, following God's spirit, and this found him in the temple where that promise was fulfilled. Simeon was so in tune with the spirit of the Lord that he recognized who Jesus was. In verse 28, it says this, Then took he up in his arms, Jesus, and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. He's saying, okay, God, I'm good. I've seen the Savior. I'm okay. I can die anytime, and I know that I am blessed beyond measure. For my eyes, in verse 30, has seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of the people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at these things that were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel, for a sign which shall be spoken against. Verse 35, Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own, thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. So here was a prophecy within a prophecy that was being fulfilled. Simeon knew that now his own prophecy was fulfilled and he could die knowing that who the Messiah was. And he also spoke loud enough to others around so that they could hear. And then he went on and prophesied to Mary. He knew the good that would come, but he also realized and understood the destruction that would come for many, for many who let the sin of pride and power rule in their lives. He understood this. He knew the grief and pain that this mother would feel when her child's time had come. He also seemed to understand all that came with the role of the Redeemer and who, uh, who would be affected by it. And he tried to share his understanding with her. And I, and I got from this lesson when I was reading that, Simon taught us all a very important lesson, that we must cling to God's promises, no matter how long 
it takes. We have to cling to him. We have to. And when it seems like the world is falling apart in front of your eyes and nothing is going as planned, we know that it's God's plan is perfect. Amen. And that we, we release our will to God for these things. And sometimes we try to jump in there and, and, and make things happen quicker than we really want to. And we try to change things over and manipulate things and say, God, if I do this for them, will they see God better? If I do this for them, will they do this? If I, if I open a Bible study at my work, will they see God more? Or if I do, I just testify what God is doing in my life. Will that come across better? Sometimes we, we try to take it in our own hands instead of seeking God's face with that. But once God gives us a promise... Amen. We need to hold on to that and stay steadfast in that and try not to manipulate God's timeline and God's plan because it will come to pass. It will come to pass. Amen. What a powerful phrase. It will come to pass. I'm here to tell you that I have thanked God more than once for not listening to me. Right? Man, my pleas to hurry things up, again and again, God's timing has turned out to be the right timing. Amen. So we must seek God and his timing and his plan, his promises that he has for us. We do this through his word. The more we study his word, the more we grow and follow his plan. The more understanding we receive from the scripture, the more we know his promises for our lives. We also know that God blesses those who faithfully serve him. There are many aspects to living faithful and choosing to serve God no matter what the future holds. However, the life of faith does not exempt us from the trials or the achievements of life. It does not equal glory or it does not equal fame. Choosing faithfully to serve God does not mean the absence of temptation, failures, loss, pain, or suffering. Nor does it mean the absence of joy, laughter, love, success, or healing. These things will be present in the life of, a, of, life of someone who's faithful in the service of God. You know the, 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 the term and the phrase, it reigns on the just and the unjust. Amen. We're going to be faithful, living for God, just going down and tragedy strikes us. It's, and, and it's going to move us, and, but we can't lose our faithfulness. We have to keep our eyes and our, our minds, our spirit, our souls, and focused on the promises of God. It, no matter what tragedy, you're going to go home one day. And open up your bank account, and there's 5000 extra dollars in there. You, so in the good time, you can't let that affect your relationship and walk with God. Even the great, what? Yeah, I, I'm, even the great things that come in your life, you can't let it affect. You have to keep on moving on. No matter how good, how bad it gets. And that is the Holy Ghost. 
It's like if you, if, if like in an engine, a governor, if they have governors anymore, but they probably do. It's a, probably a little microchip in the cars nowadays, or a little chip. It, it regulates. The Holy Ghost will guide you. It will te- help you and teach you and kind of keep you steady. Because sometimes we, we get an extra couple hundred bucks. We, what do we want to do? Just go out and just spend it everywhere, but we have to be diligent. We have to be good stewards of God's, God's word, God's possessions, God's promises. Amen. So one thing you can always count on is that God blesses those who are, those who are faithful. Amen, while serving him. We also meet another person in Luke chapter 2, a woman by the name of Anna. She's also a great example of faith, being a faithful servant of the Lord who was blessed. In Luke 2, uh, at the end of this chapter, in verse 36, and there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, or Leroy, however we want to do that, <laughs> of the tribe, because I doubt if I got that name right, of the tribe of Asher, and and was of great age and lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and forty uh, four years. So she was a widow for eighty four years, which departed not from the temple. She but she served God faithfully in the temple, fasting and praying night and day. And in verse thirty eight, and she coming in the instant gave thanks. So she came in the middle, right at when when Simeon was prophesying and and blessing Jesus as the Redeemer and as the Messiah. She came there and gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all of them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Anna was committed to God's work. You know, women back then could not be priests, but could be dedicated to prayer and fasting in the temple. Yet the Bible says she was a prophetess, and that's pretty high up in my book, in my standard. Amen. God blessed her with that. Amen. Uh, She was blessed to uh, experience the witness, uh, the promise of the Messiah come to pass, being fulfilled. Have you ever been next to somebody that got the Holy Ghost? And you had nothing to do with it, right? Somebody else is praying for them, you're in the back, but man, it's feeling exciting, or healed, or a miracle, or I know Brother Galan, and they were just blessed. I, whoa, I get excited about that. And Anna felt that, that same emotion, except tenfold, because this is the redeemer of the world. And God allowed her to be in that spot. She was committed to God's work. Amen. She was blessed. She was blessed to experience this. She got to see the baby Jesus. She told everybody she could. In a time where women had very, a very little voice, God gave her the joy of announcing the coming of the promise to so many people there who were faithfully waiting. Anna showed us that we can faithfully wait for God's word to come to pass. We can do the same. We can refuse to allow pain or loss or disappointment that this life might bring to uh, to separate us from God. Amen. We can't let those things come between us. Amen. Praise God. Musicians, you guys can come on up. Oh, perfect timing. So we can be faithful like Anna. So... 
there's a lot of pain, a lot of loss, a lot of disappointments in this life that come around to us. Sometimes we feel like as a Christian, sometimes they might be, they might outweigh the good. Sometimes we feel that way. I'm just being, being human here. Sometimes we feel that tragedy and disappointment and hardships, they come and we, what we do is we magnify those problems instead of turning to God and saying everything will be all right. Because in reality, I believe I've had more blessings, more good things happen in my life since I've become a Christian than bad things. Bad things have happened. And, man, I've gotten down and I've just boo-hooed and cried about it and thought it was the end of the world. But I know when I get back on a level playing with God and I pray to him and I praise him and I read the scriptures and I believe the promises and I listen to the ministers in the church and, and I listen to the, the, my wife and my, the faithful friends that I have. I listen to the people that I know that God is in control. Amen. And I should not, I should not tip the scale like that. There is more good things. And the reason why there is more good things is because God has promised us. Amen. He has promised us, promised us those things. We can embed ourselves in his word and listen for his voice. We can be led by his spirit. Becoming closer to God will increase our faith. It will uh, create a relationship that will allow us to be in sync with his timing. Remember that timing? We want to speed things up sometimes, but we need to be in sync. So when we pray and we are filled with the Holy Ghost and we read his scripture, we can be in sync with God and his timing. Faithfully waiting on God will not be a dull routine. If you think it's dull and waiting, then we need to revisit the scripture. We need to revisit the spirit. We need to get refreshed and refilled with the Holy Ghost. We need to understand that God will bring it to pass. Amen. It will be a relationship of trust and a place of peace knowing that God always keeps his promises. Let's stand this morning. Every person in our lesson this morning that we spoke about had to wait for God's word to come to pass. Beginning with Joseph and Mary, who were given instructions from an angel. He told them the name of their baby, and they had to wait for that time to name him, to bring that. They had to wait for the pregnancy, the birth. Most of what they were told would take a lifetime to see come to pass as well. Yet they showed faithful obedience and trust. Simeon believed God's word that he would see the Messiah. That came to pass. Anna served daily at the temple, day and night, fasting and praying. She was rewarded by seeing Messiah and also rewarded with the opportunity to spread the word, to spread it around. Unlike Simeon, the scripture does not say that Anna had a promise that she would be alive because she was pretty old. Some uh, in there, if you kind of calculate the scriptures, she was close to 100, if not over. But I believe it was her faithfulness to God, to the house of God, to the temple, praying and fasting, that God blessed her and gave her the opportunity to see the Messiah. Even the Hebrew people had been waiting for the promised Messiah. And we know that their response, we know their response was great because we read later in the scripture about John the Baptist and how they, they flocked to him, how they came to him. They were hungry for a word from the Lord. They believed God's word 
would come true. And we know that many times God does not bring out his promise through just one person. Remember Scotty from earlier today? His mother prayed and faithfully and faithfully waited for God to reach her son. But God worked through other and events in Scotty's life to bring him to a specific location and a time God had planned it out. I spoke several months ago about there's no coincidences with God. Amen. We are here for a reason. I moved to Florida in 2006. Why? To be right here. It took me about four years after getting down here, but God moved and he moved you. He put you in a, a, a retirement play, uh, place. He put you in uh, Missouri, uh, brother and sister Bruce. He, he put you down here. He brought you guys here for a reason. There's no coincidence because God's going to work it out. Maybe you're the one in Walmart that that person sees from California that just moved here. He said, hey, you remind me of somebody, the way you talk, the way you look, the way you, the way you act. You could be that person. God could fulfill someone else's promise with you as the instrument, as the tool. So God spoke to these men, these individuals, and they went to this home, and they grabbed Scotty, and they took him, and his mom's promise was fulfilled. And he was filled with the Holy Ghost. God's word is true, and it's wonderfully arranged in his perfect timing. Isn't that right? We can be encouraged through scripture, prayer, and testimony to faithfully wait for God's word to come to pass. Why don't we praise him right now? Lord, we love you, Jesus. Thank you for your word, God, and your promises that are strong and that are everlasting, God. Thank you, Jesus, so much, God. Lord, I love you, God. You are worthy, God. Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are.
Jesus. Lord, I love you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I pray that this lesson this morning just brings encouragement to your life. Because some of us have a job opportunity that we're trying to, to, to get. And, and God promised us a job at one time. Some of us have lost loved ones, a son or a daughter, that are lost or backslidden. And God promised us them. We dedicated their them. We brought them to the church to be dedicated. And we stood up and said, we will take care of them. And we will be there. And sometimes it gets discouraging. So if anything, be encouraged today. Amen. That It will come to pass. It will come to pass. God bless you. In Jesus' name.